is Tonka, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day, your very busy day, which I'm pretty sure it is, for doing this podcast. Tell me about yourself. We just got through having lunch, so I heard a lot of it then, but now I have to do it for the podcast. So, okay, tell me about so, yourself. Where were you born? Uh, first of all, I was born in Tanabe, in Wakayama. It's a local, you know, very local city. Mm-hmm. Uh, 60,000 uh, you know, uh, people living only in Japan. It's a small, small town. And uh, I was raised over there until 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. And then my family actually moved to Shikoku, to Tokushima. Mm-hmm. And I finished my high school over there. And then I came to Tokyo for university. Okay. And uh, uh, after university, I went outside, uh, outside Japan, uh, and I traveled like for seven, eight years. Yeah. What did you study in university? What, what, what were you interested in? Were you in the university, what were you interested in? Yeah, I, I was at uh, Todai, the uh, University of to- Tokyo. You went to Todai? Yeah. yeah. Wait, for those people that don't know, Todai is equivalent to Harvard exactly. or, or Yale yeah. or Princeton. That, you went to Todai? Yes. Uh, so you must have loved school. I, I I liked, you know, I like to study. Yeah. Wait, do you do you have siblings? Do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. Who? What? What are you? Are you number one or two? Or? Uh, number one. Yeah. The <laughs> eldest. The eldest. Yeah. The one they were the strictest with. Okay. So, sorry. So what do you have after you? You have a sister, a brother? A uh, brother and sister. Yeah. Okay. How many years difference between you and four your brother? Four and three. So your brother's four years younger than you, and then. My sister is uh, seven years. Seven years difference. Okay. Are you close with your brother and sister? Uh, pretty close, yeah. 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 Are they both still in Japan? Uh, Do they speak as many languages as you? Uh, my sister speaks English. Okay. And my brother speaks a bit of English. Did he go to Toronto too? No. He uh, he was into uh, design. Okay. And, uh, so More creative. different, different uh, right. you know, uh, journey. Yeah. What about your sister? Uh, my sister finished uh, uh, university in the uh, uh, Kansai area, okay. and then uh, she started working and she met her husband. Yeah. Is your brother married too? Yes. So all of them have kids? Yeah. Okay, so you've been an uncle for a long time, huh? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so did, did your father go to Todai or your father or mother? Did either one of them go to Todai? No. They didn't. But your father, did he go to college, your father? College, yeah. yeah. And your mother, and did she go? No, she didn't go to college. You know. Okay. You know, at that time, you know, uh, Japanese women we were not supposed to, to right. be educated. That's true, that's true, that's true. But yeah. I was just interested because to go to Todai, that's yeah. no, I mean, that's no small feat. My uh, goodness, yeah. Todai. So what did you study at Todai? Uh, I studied uh, French uh, literature. That, that's why, you know, I, I speak French. You speak, you speak Japanese, French, English, and you said... Big some words in uh, Spanish. In Spanish. Wow. So go on. So you said so you finished college, then you left yeah. Japan, and you went where? Uh, I went to Malaysia. Why Malaysia? Uh, I uh, actually uh, applied for a job mm-hmm. with uh, Clubmed. Okay. Clubmed is uh, you know French at that time French uh, resort <laughs> right. organization Clubmed, yeah. and uh, you know. Because of my French, they were looking for somebody who speaks French and who can teach us how to sail. Okay. So I applied for a sailing instructor right. job, and I got it. And I was posted to a, 
Malaysia. Did you sell when you were in the univer at university? Did yeah. you? You started, you became, you became one of the, you got into the sailing club at Todai. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So what was it, like a two-man team or three, was it a two-man team? And what were you on? What did you sell? What did you sell? Uh, I sold um, 470. What's 470? 70 is a 470, uh, 4 meter, 70 centimeter okay. long, 470. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, in college? Yeah, it's in college, yeah. And uh, that's uh, kind of a world-class, uh, you know, uh, even nowadays they have uh, you know, 470. But is that for one person? Uh, two person. Two people, right? Because one guy has to balance the other side, right? Exactly. You're on those rails. Yeah. Right, and then you have one sale or two? Uh, two. Two sales? Yeah. All right. Main sale and uh, jib sale. Jib sale, okay. So do you have positions? Both of you can do everything. Yeah. Okay. There's so, a skipper uh -huh. and a crew. The skipper right. does all the steering. The steering, okay. And the skipper goes uh, you know, left, left right, 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 left, right, and right. try to balance right. I, I didn't tell you this over lunch, but I did windsurfing once. Okay. Okay, and I did... I could go out, but I didn't know how to get back in. I couldn't get back in. And I'm still wondering, how can you come into the wind? Uh, you can go upwind, like 45 degrees, with a sailing boat or windsurfing. Okay. Yeah. And then you cut back in. Yeah. You, 45? You go. You, you and that will bring you back? Yeah. Okay. Because I couldn't get back in. They had to come out in a boat to get me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that must be common. Typical. That's typical. typical. Yeah, yeah, I had a good time when we were, as long as I was going the direction of the wind, yeah. but to come back and get back. All right, so you did that in college. Yeah. Were you on a team? Uh, the sailing team the in college? Team. College team. Okay. team. okay, so that got you into Club Med, and from Club Med, what happened there while you were in Malaysia? Uh, that was my first uh, job, first uh, you know, encounter with Club Med. Club Med is really a fantastic resort. And at that time, we didn't have any... Uh, no TV, no radio, no newspaper, nothing in the uh, in the resort. Right. And there wasn't even a key to lock uh, lock the door. Okay. Everything was really kind of primitive. What year are we talking about now? 1980. 1980. Okay. So it was a great experience, and uh, uh, I really loved it. And uh, you know, at first I, I thought maybe I will do it only for six months. Right. But that was a six month contract. Mm -hmm. And, you know, graduating, uh, finishing a uh, uh, Todai, and then I went to this kind of, uh, you know, part-time job, six months, and everybody thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. So I did six months, I really liked it. I, I learned quite a lot of things, okay. you know. Uh, I lived in uh, Japan for like 20-some years. Before you left, right? Yeah. And then, uh, uh, for me, everything was so new, so fresh. So fresh. <laughs> so, so what are some of the things that really stick in your mind now that you just felt, this is not Japanese, this is really different? What, what made you feel that way when you went to Club Med that you liked? People really relaxed. You think? Tight. You know, okay. in Japan, people are really tight. Okay. Right? And uh, all the Japanese education, uh, you know, through Japanese education, you know, they, uh, you, you kind of uh, uh, in a mold to work for Japanese companies as uh, kind of uh, you know, one of the gear of uh, the machine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I didn't really like that. And that's why I didn't really, you know, uh, uh, find a job in, uh, in Japan. But Todai is the elite, that's the epitome of, uh, of Japan. Yeah. I mean, of constriction. 
If you don't do that, you're expected to say ware ware everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, you don't yeah. say I. So some, uh, you know, some of our friends, they went to, uh, you know, um, Ministry of Finance, mm -hmm. right. went to, uh, you know, the trading firms, mm -hmm. Mitsubishi, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, all, all, all these, uh, you know, really great jobs. Right. And I started uh, working as a sailing instructor, you know, in uh, Malaysia. Are you still friends with any of them? Some of them, yeah. Some of them, yeah. But some just said, okay. Tak is kind of, they, Tak is a little they, crazy. They thought I was... Yeah, he's a little crazy, so let's leave him alone. He's not, right. And they were, and today, you're still not communicating with them? No, no, I, I communicate. Oh, you communicate, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you did that. So that's one thing, the, the constrictor, you felt it was different, it was more relaxed. What else did you feel that was different from Japan that you liked when you went to Malaysia? Um, I think that um, uh, people, different people, you know, uh, you're meeting different people every day. Uh, it's a, in Japan, it's a monoculture, right? And if you go out in Europe, especially we, have, uh, we received quite a few uh, European guests. Mm -hmm. So, you know, French, German, Brit, and sometimes, uh, you know, Americans. I mean, I'm American. People are different. Mm -hmm. And that really kind of cosmopolitan, uh, you know, environment, and also the uh, workers, uh, we used to call it a G gentle organizer. Gentle organizer. Geo. In, uh, in the curve. Nice. Okay. And uh, a lot of different nationalities. And I really found it really fantastic right. to be, uh, to work in a really international uh, environment. But didn't that make you feel proud to be Japanese because you were your own identity then? Or did you want to not be Japanese? Oh, uh, I, I felt really big difference, right? Okay. Being Japanese and uh, comparing with other people, different physically and psychologically, okay. mentally, and now things different. And I started looking at Japan mm -hmm. and Japanese really objectively. Okay. Just, you know, looking at other, other people, other countries. Right. So. Okay. So then, so after you, after you finished the Club Med, where'd you go from there? After you finished your time with the Club Med, what yeah. was the next big journey? Uh, six months in uh, Malaysia, and then went to uh, New Caledonia. Okay. And from New Caledonia, I went to uh, Morocco. Climate <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, resort in Morocco, uh -huh. the Mediterranean, called Yasmina. There's a place called Yasmina. And uh, after that, I went to um, uh, San Moritz okay. in uh, Moritz, uh, Switzerland, uh -huh. and then from there to uh, uh, Mexico. Cancun. All the time teaching sailing? No, no, no. Okay, not, okay. Not only uh, uh, sailing. So you change your position, you, you start position, going. Sometimes uh, public relations, sometimes, okay. uh, you know, water sports uh, manager, mm -hmm. sometimes annex uh, uh, restaurant chief, uh, the position I held in uh, Cancun, Mexico. Okay. Uh, so uh, changing sometimes jobs, but uh, moving every six months. Okay. And between, uh, you know, six months, you have like a two weeks uh, kind of vacation. Mm -hmm. Either uh, you spend your time in Paris or New York or Tokyo. So I really enjoyed this, uh, you know, free time. Right. Uh, mingling with uh, uh, the customers I met mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, in the Clement Resort. Right. They said, yeah, come and see me, come and see, you know, see us. 
So it was really, really fun. fun but, you, but you never felt, by you having a toe dye mm -hmm. diploma, yeah. that you weren't doing less than you were supposed to? Because you're Harvard, <laughs> you're toe dye. Yeah, yeah. You never felt that maybe you're not working at your fullest potential? Yeah, I, you know, you know what, I, uh, I didn't like the uh, kind of clan, Todai clan, K.O. clan, Waseda clan, all these people were really, they stick together, and, I mean, it's, it's a great but uh, I wanted to start from scratch, I wanted to start from uh, zero. You did? I myself, <laughs> I'm not, uh, you know, so I threw away everything and I started from scratch. And you did it? Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. Now that everyone's starting to talk about self-learning and how universities, no matter what level they are, are pretty much putting you, limiting your ability. Yeah. And people are saying, let me find out what I'm really interested in. Yeah. That's happening more now. And you were doing that before people were starting to do that. I was really crazy. I was very marginal. Well, it's been good for you. It worked out for you. <laughs> it's worked out for we'll you. See. We'll see. Because you're, you're married. You're, you're married. You've been married, you just told me, 30 years now. 30 years, yeah. The same person. Same person. All yeah. right. I know your wife. I mean, I'm very, very, I'm very, very knowledgeable of your wife. And your two kids. And one of your, your oldest, your first, your daughter became a doctor now. Yeah. You tell it. Tell me about your, your yeah. wife your, yeah. and your, your daughter and your son. So, you know, my uh, uh, both kids, they went through your gymnastics club, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, they, yeah. they really enjoyed it. Yeah. And especially my son, yes. he did, uh, you know, uh, during his uh, Senior high school. Senior year, yeah. yes, last year. He and came he back to me. He tumble, yeah, again. Bit. he loved it. He had the ability, he was so quick. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I come from a, a club, med. I'm a sports freak. Mm -hmm. really. I, I love, you know, snowboarding, skiing, surfing, tennis, and all, all these things. Right. And uh, my wife uh, used to work as a ski instructor. Okay. So she loves uh, skiing. She runs a she's, I was going to say, she's an avid yeah. runner. She had that group at the club. Yeah. They ran all the time. Yeah, yeah. They'd come back and they'd say, where'd you go? They'd run the policy six times and they came back. What? Yeah. You would, oh, come on. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, um, both of us are very, very sporty. Mm -hmm. right? So, we involved our kids already from, uh, you know, year That's zero. Right. That's right? all I know. You're right. And uh, uh, they were on the ski slope already, uh, you know, at the age of one or something like that. They were in the water uh, at the age of one and uh, started, uh, you know, uh, swinging a tennis racket at the age of three or four or something like that. So, they are very sporty. So, um, my uh, daughter is doing her uh, research in Hawaii at the moment for, to, to, to become a sports uh, medicine uh, doctor. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, I think it's her really, uh, her profession, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She's been saying she wanted to be a doctor for a while. Yeah, because, because of your, your wife. <laughs> Yeah. But she's she's really something. I mean, that she's been. But your family's only shown me that. From your son, I've had the opportunity to work with them. From your wife, when she wanted to get her job, yeah. At a later time, she did. All of you've always achieved the things you've gone after. Yeah. And you did. Even if it was difficult, you yeah. still did it. And if you didn't make it, yeah. Which I can't think of a time that you did or didn't happen when you went to. You had a good attitude about it. 
Yeah, okay, next. Yeah, it's uh, always Look, challenging a little bit, yeah. And I guess that comes from uh, sports. Running, you try to run faster, mm -hmm. you you do, you work on it, mm -hmm. you do a lot of effort, and you can you can make, make for example, less than four hours in a, in a full marathon. It doesn't matter. Right. You work on it, work on it, then the next time probably you do it. So it's a, a challenge. Right. And uh, mm -hmm. that, that kind of mentality I think uh, uh, I share with uh, with my wife. Right. And you spread that through your family for sure. Yeah. They have that. So they, they don't have any boundaries except for what they think. Yeah. They do everything they go after. Yeah. Because I was saying like with your son, I can only relate to the gymnastics part. He came in with about three or four other high school guys that wanted to get a backhand spring. Yeah, yeah. Your son got it the first day. Really? Kid, you go, first day. Uh -huh. And then I said, getting it's not hard. Keeping it yeah, yeah. is the issue. Yeah. Because you have a lot of adrenaline pumping through and everything. Yeah. He did, and each time he came back, he kept on doing it. Yeah. He had it. And I knew that was because of the two of you, your wife and you. That's interesting. So tell me, so after you finished Club Med, what did you do from there? Uh, uh, all the, working in the resort, mm -hmm. I was asked to work in the Tokyo office of Club Med, mm -hmm. 1987. And uh, I came back to Tokyo and uh, uh, started uh, working in uh, sales marketing and uh, HR, learning a lot of uh, you know, different functions right. in the office. And then I uh, um, uh, assisted the opening of uh, first Clement Resort in Japan. Uh, Where was that located? Clement Sahoro in Hokkaido. It's Hokkaido. Wow. Yeah. It's a ski resort. Is it still there now? It's still there. Yeah. It's still there. Wow. Yeah. And uh, after that, um, yeah, 1990, I uh, went to New Caledonia mm -hmm. for a special project. I had a, a kids project. Uh, we were working with, uh, um, uh, at that time they called it uh, Fukutake Shoten. It's a, uh, what's the name of the, uh, the company now? It's a uh, Okayama-based uh, uh, education company. Uh, I forgot uh, the name. And then we, they had the summer camp for the kids. Okay. And tied up with Clubbet. And I was setting up a special summer camp for the kids in the New Caledonia Clamet. And then I flew there, I was preparing, and uh, I met my wife. Yeah. That's when the magic started to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Your whole world changed. Yeah. Right. Wow. And then how long did you date before you got... Oh, you told me, but tell me again. Yeah. How long? Yeah. How long? You met her then? In... That was in July 1990. <laughs> Remember very, very well. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to uh, come back to Tokyo uh, two, uh, two weeks later. So I met my wife over there, and we were really, really liked each other. And for me, like, uh, you know, in three days, I said, she, she, she's the one. So I called. Uh, by the government office in uh, Tokyo, I said, yeah, you know, I have to stay one more week because, uh, you know, I cannot really leave the operation. You know, I'm a bit worried about that. <laughs> so I extended my stay over there. So instead of two weeks, I stayed three weeks. Right. And then we kind of really got very, very close. And uh, we decided to get married. Uh -huh.
My goodness. And that was in the same year. So the same year you married. You got married the same year. Yeah. Wow. Thirty years later, here you are. Yeah. We are still together. Because you have you have your but you talked about your daughter as a doctor and then your son yeah. is doing Kim's uh, doing. She, she's working in New York. Right. Actually, he's working for a GE uh, private equity. Right. Yeah. And right. he uh, did the same uh, university as. Uh, both, yeah, both of our sons. My yeah. youngest son yeah. and your only son went to the same university. Yeah. Miami University, right? Yeah. Wow. You're, you're in the University of Miami. I keep on doing the opposite. University of Miami. So then from there, after that, after you met your wife and then you got married, how did your life change from then? Um, actually, she, uh, her mom was living in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. So I went to see her. And uh, my wife was uh, staying with her, with her mom, right? And mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, I said, yeah, I'd like to marry her. And she said, okay. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so uh, she came back to Tokyo with me, uh, my wife, uh, and uh, we were married in uh, December uh, 1990. And then I uh, decided next year, yeah, 1991, I decided to go to um, um, business school. Okay. I, I don't know, I was wanting to really learn a lot of things and I said, okay, I have to, I have to go to a business school to mm -hmm. learn about business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I chose um, um, a school called INSEAD in, in uh, Paris, near Paris. Okay. There's a place called uh, Fontainebleau. So you did the studying in French? Yeah. Okay. Uh, French and English. Okay. Yeah. And uh, um, uh, my wife Laura, she came with me, mm -hmm. and she got pregnant, mm -hmm. and uh, we had, uh, you know, our daughter in uh, in, uh, uh, in the hospital in Fontainebleau in, uh, right. in France. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, looking at you now, Tata, some people sometimes when you were in France mistaken you for a Frenchman, didn't they? Have you ever been mistaken for French? No. No, they've always thought you were Asian. Asian, Because yeah. I'm looking at because I've met French people that look like you, it's similar. Really? Yes, yes. Really? I don't if I were to think that way, yeah. So maybe there was, maybe it was some Japanese person trying to trick me. Yeah, maybe, uh, not about Vietnamese. Vietnamese go there. Yeah, it, yes. From long, because they were in Vietnam before the other countries. Exactly. And they migrated a lot of Vietnamese there, yeah. and they grew up there. Yeah. And, but see, when you stay in a place long enough, I think you start to develop some of the customs and features. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And movements. Really, really looking at your face, I started thinking, yes, I could really? see where people would think you were French because you have happy eyes and stuff. Yeah. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so then you went there. So then Laura came with you. You went to business school. And from there, yeah. where'd you go from And then uh, um, I was offered a job in, uh, um, in the Brussels okay. to work for a consulting firm. Mm -hmm. And then I, I had a call from Clement uh, saying, yeah, we have a, a country manager position in Clement, uh, Japan. Do you like to take it? So I said, okay, I know Clement very well. I really like the company. I love the concept. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I decided to take a uh, Clement, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Japan uh, uh, country manager position. Right. And I came back to Japan. That's when you went to Hokkaido. 
Uh, no, no, I was based in Tokyo. Tokyo that time, okay. But managing a, a resort in Hokkaido. Mm -hmm. And then I was managing a, a development uh, project of uh, Club Med Ishigaki. They still uh, have it? They still have that? Uh, yeah, we opened in uh, 1999. Club This is a great resort. Okay. As well. And it was uh, nominated as the best resort. Uh, uh, Worldwide. Um, or just that, 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 Yeah, only, only in Asia. Okay, in Asia. Because I think I've, we've been to a club med, I think we went to the one in Saipan. Saipan there's no club med. Then it must be in Guam. Guam, it had to be in Guam. PIC. PIC. Pacific Island. I'm, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. but they don't have one in Saipan? There's no, no club med? No. Okay. Then I guess it was PIC we went to. Yeah. On one of those islands, okay. Wow. That's nice. Okay, so tell me, you've done all that, you, you did the club med, and from there, where did you go from there after you finished club med? That's not when you got to where you are now. Uh, I left in 2003. Mm -hmm. And I uh, started working for a um, uh, Japanese uh, golf course management company called mm -hmm. Pacific Golf Management, mm -hmm. PGM. Okay. It's a, a pretty big organization now. At that time, when I joined, um, there were only 10 golf courses under, 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 the, under in, in Japan. Right. And then uh, golf courses were in trouble after a bubble economy uh, collapsed. Right. A lot of golf courses were really, you know, uh, going through a bankruptcy, chapter 11, and all these things. So uh, uh, the Pacific Golf Management started buying all these uh, difficult uh, golf courses in difficulty, going through a chapter 11. In Japan, it's with Minji Saisei or Kaisha Kosei. Right. And uh, everything was backed up by uh, American fund. So uh, I started working for, for the company, stayed like uh, seven, eight years. Uh, and uh, I uh, went to uh, Hokkaido. Uh, in Niseko, there was um, uh, there's a, um, a resort management company. And they were looking for uh, you know, a CEO over there. I said, okay, I take it. Right. So because skiing, snowboarding, my really my 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 sports. Yeah, you pay to do that instead of being paid to do that. So it's it's better. They're paying you to do something you do for free. Yeah. Wow. So I went there and it was a fantastic job mm -hmm. managing uh, two golf courses, a big huge uh, ski resort, mm -hmm. and uh, two big hotels. One is called uh, um, uh, Niseko or Hilton. Uh, Niseko Hilton. How many rooms was in that uh, one? Hilton had like 500, wow. 600 rooms. That's big, that's big. Yeah. Yes. Hilton Niseko Village. Right. And the other one called uh, uh, Greenleaf Hotel. Okay. So I was managing these two hotels and uh, uh, ski resort and two golf courses. I mean, it was a fantastic job. A dream come true. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you, you had your family living up there with you no, too? only myself. Only yourself, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And uh, 311 uh, happened. 2011. And then... Uh, the big know, tsunami, uh, everything, yes. Yeah, exactly. And tourism was really completely disaster that year. And all the uh, um, uh, international workers working in the Niseko, they went back to their countries. Yes, yes. yes. And then I lost my job. There's nothing to, there's nothing came, to do. Yeah, and I came back to Tokyo. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is that how you ended up here? Yeah. Okay, so where is here?
What's up? You tell us, where, where oh, are we yeah. now? Tell me about this. Now we're going to get into the meat of it, where we are. Yeah, actually, um, uh, one of my uh, friends actually introduced me to, to this uh, company. The um, uh, company is called the Bloom Hearing uh, uh, KK, and we import um, Danish and German hearing aids to Japan, and we sell. We have like uh, um, 97 stores in uh, Japan, and we sell hearing aids to, uh, to hearing impaired. But do you sell only to retailers? Retail, yeah. Okay, you don't sell individually. You can, but you don't. No, no, no. We, 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 we do retail. That we, we, oh, you, you're we the one selling to see. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but, but don't you sell the shops so they, they hold your... Uh, no. No. Actually, you're only selling to the end user. Exactly, yeah. But you don't sell to retailers. No. Okay. I mean, my uh, brother company, okay. I have two brother companies in, the, uh, in Japan, and they sell to other third-party um, uh, retail stores. Okay. And we are doing uh, intercompany retail. And it's, uh, uh, we are probably one of the biggest retail customers to these two brother companies in Japan. Okay. Yeah. So explain how that works. Uh, these two companies, right. two different brands, okay. they import from uh, Denmark and from uh, Singapore, right? And then they sell them to us, and we sell to our end users. Ah, okay, 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 okay. So you're not importing anything. No, no, my, my uh, brother company do all the importing, yeah. and you're the one exactly. that actually get it. Right? Okay, I see. I hear you. I got you. Wow. So how long is how long have you been in this company? Uh, nine years. And you're the CEO, yes. the head man in charge, the chief, the number one guy. Yeah. <laughs> How many staff do you have? Uh, we have uh, 380 people. Three. Wait, how many offices do you have? Office, we have only one here. This office? Very compact, very small office. Right. But we have uh, 97 stores all over Japan. That your people are in? Yeah. Okay. 97 stores, so... I'm trying to get this under my head, okay. So you have retail stores that you set up under the name of Bloom? Yes. They're called Bloom Outlets yeah. and they just only have your hearing aids in them? Uh, yes, yes. They don't sell other items? Other items, yes, but uh, mainly two brands. Uh, one brand is called uh, Widex. Which, uh, which one is that? This is a Sinia. Sinia. And I have another one over here. Okay, those are. Uh, yeah. Brands here or four? Uh, only two brands. Two, S two brands. Okay. And W. Yes, okay. Wow. Because you let me try one. Yes, for set. It's called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you had me try that. That was really little. interesting. It's very slim rig, slim um, receiver in canal. Right. So this is the uh, receiver. Right, and this goes behind your ear. Yeah, behind your that ear. That is interesting. And then put it in your ear, and then you're good. And then you hear, you do. I mean, you do. You yeah. do. Yeah. I have them both on. Yeah. 
It also makes your voice even louder uh, to yourself at the beginning. Uh, it, because this is not uh, uh, tuned to me. Fitted to your Once it's fitted to me, then it knocks out my voice, everything, and then it just seems natural. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. And this one is uh, a prototype. This technology looks right. like a bit. Uh, I like a ear, pod. Earbud. Uh -huh. Earbud. But this is a great, great technology as well. And this, this one. Is that is that out yet? Uh, we will start selling in July this year. Okay. Yeah. So latest technology. Right. Yeah. And this one is called Widex Moment, and this one is kind of a artificial intelligence. How? So you use. This is more expensive than this one. Ah, uh, the same. Same, same price. kind of price range. Okay, okay. And this one uh, detects how you use it. And then it's just tune. Yeah. So if you go to uh, a noisy uh, you know, environment, right. it adjusts to the noisy environment okay. and then it cuts the uh, noise level mm -hmm. and then enhance the uh, uh, people voice. Okay. Automatically. Yeah. It changes automatically the uh, same. So tell me, Taka. You play drums. Yeah. Now, to stimulate with that, I'm going to get back to the earpods in a second. But you play drums. Mm -hmm. did, how long have you been playing drums? I mean, when did you start doing that? Yeah, uh, I started playing when I was in university. So it's a long, long time ago. And okay. I played uh, four years uh, straight. I was playing uh, fusion music. From the beginning, as soon as you got in university, you decided to get into to drums? Yeah. Why? You always had an interest? or you just... I always had an interest. I didn't have any chance. Okay. And I came to Tokyo and then I decided to, to play drums. Okay. Because in a university we have some uh, music clubs, right? Right. So I started playing, uh, at the beginning it's a uh, you know, British rock. Right. Infusion, yeah, uh, I got you. British rock, pops, and then uh, uh, at the end, uh, uh, fusion music. Okay. Yeah. And then I stopped. And uh, two years ago, I studied again. You know, more than two years ago, because you played at the club. What do you mean you stopped? Yeah, but that was not no practice. That was just just off. Yeah, went there and, and played. played. Yeah. So I. How could you be that good and not ever practice? Because you played for the four years and that four was really, really intense. Yeah. Intense, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was really good. Yeah. And then I decided to come back to music two years ago. Right. And then I asked quite a few people, yeah, where, where can I go, where can I go? And I picked up some uh, jazz bars right. where you can have a uh, you know, uh, jam session. Right, you just come up if you, if you play. Yeah. They you go there, you take your sticks and brushes, right. Right. you go there, you participate. And then uh, you know, they said, okay, what kind of song do you want to play? And uh, I said, okay, we do uh, Autumn Leaves, we do right. for Sale, yes, yes, you yes. Know, we do Fair uh, by Starlight, and all these things. And then we play. And I, I really love that. My goodness. Yeah. Do you ever use any of these? No, I don't use these. Because I was wondering how this would work since you're a drummer. Yeah. How would that work if you had that in and you're playing? Or would you have anywhere you play? You wouldn't do that, right? I, 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 I don't do that. You just put in earplugs. I don't use any... Anything at all? No. Because we do not play really loud. Okay. Yeah. We're playing really loud. Because you're using most of your brushes anyway. Brushes, but of course, uh, sticks. Every now and then, okay. But, uh, you know, try to really... Keep it low. Keep it low. Right. My goodness. Yeah. So, I, I, I'm having a, a blast at the moment with, uh, you know, with drumming because it is 
great. It is great. <laughs> and I, I heard you started uh, you know, playing uh, saxophone. Yeah, I'm trying to play the saxophone. Yeah. See, I want to get to the point to where I can play with people. Yeah, yeah. That's what I, because that's when you really learn. Yeah, yeah. You can do so much. I've been playing four years by myself, basically. Yeah. But if I can play with someone, so yeah. someday if we can get together, yeah. maybe just you and I in the studio. I go to the studio. I rent yeah. the studio. Yeah. It's a big one. And we can play until I get enough confidence. Then we can bring one more person in. It'll be three of us. Just <laughs> <laughs> slowly. We can do the top band. <laughs> the top band. Then we can have our own band. We'll do it. So what do you see for the future for your hearing aids? How much longer do you think you'll be here at Bloom? What do you see for your future at Bloom? Uh, I think now we have a, a remote service, we call that. That means you don't have to go to a hearing aid store. You can you communicate between yourself, your house, and the store uh, on a remote setting, mm -hmm. online. Mm -hmm. And then uh, you can adjust your, you can fit your hearing aid. Upload. Yeah. And that would be fantastic. You don't have to go to the store anymore. Right. So that one thing that uh, we, are, we are really chasing for, mm -hmm. uh, remote service. Well, also, how soon do you see that coming into effect? Oh, uh, now it, um, it's we have that, that uh, service already. Right. But now the Japanese market is not there yet, so we are trying to educate. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one thing. And second thing is, um, uh, like in Google, Yahoo, this uh, kind of um, um, a word of mouth, kind of, you know, with a number of stars, right? right? You, you see a lot of uh, restaurants. Right, right. Five stars, five stars, three stars. Yeah. Right, right. Uh -huh. And in uh, hearing aid stores, it is starting slowly. Where they're rating each one, each yeah. their experience. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we are working on that at the moment. People use more digital information. Mm -hmm. They get more information, you know, online mm -hmm. before they go to uh, your stores, mm -hmm. hearing aid stores. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thing we are, we are working on it. Mm -hmm. And number three is uh, digital marketing. Uh, Google, Yahoo, Facebook, Nine, um, uh, all these things. You can all these things, put uh, advertising, try to get uh, uh, leads mm -hmm. from uh, online uh, digital you know, marketing tools. And right. uh, we're working on that at the moment. So this is interesting. And, one thing is, uh, if the IPS cell uh, mm -hmm. maybe start creating, uh, you know, creating uh, the special cells in a uh, in year. Let's say IPS. I'm not sure. IPS is the uh, uh, you uh, re reproduce the cells. Okay. Okay. The cells of the body. Yeah. Okay. 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 And then if they have the technology reach to a certain level, they they can reproduce the inner in, ear your inner ear cells. Right. Probably we will not need a any hearing aids. Right. That's true. So that's a bit of a, a, a scale part. Yeah, you mean not stem cells? Stem cells? Stem cells? No, because because right, I had a friend that. Had trouble walking. Yeah, he's an older guy, yeah. and he went to Switzerland. One place got yeah. stem cells yeah. and regrew a lot of the cartilage in his yeah. knee yeah. Yeah. and everything, and now he's walking. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, I think a bit similar. Similar to that, but it's not stem cells. Yeah. Yeah. IPS. 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 Yeah. Okay. 
So that's a, a bit of an interesting uh, challenge, I guess. But mm -hmm. it will not come uh, very soon. And uh, you said it won't come soon. No. Okay. How, how far down the line do you see that? I don't know. Okay. Because uh, technologies, it just has these quantum leaps now. Yeah. Of knowing it could just—it's so rapid. It's not. It's like a hundred times, and then, uh, you know, a hundred thousand times, and it keeps on. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So if people want to contact you, how would they go about doing something? Because what I'm going to do is, I think I'm gonna, if you let me, I'll film some of the some of your office. Yeah. I'll film a little bit, and I'll put that up above. Yeah. Like now, while we're talking, so people are while we're talking right now, that will be showing. Yeah. yeah. Your office and everything yeah, you're doing, yeah. and then we'll clear. How would people contact you? Uh, for for hearing aids? Yes, for hearing yeah. aids. I mean, you know, they go, uh, you know, www, you know, uh, dot bloom, bloom, bloom dot. hearing, and then uh, they, they can uh, they can see uh, all okay. the stores, what kind of products we offer, and everything. Okay. Yeah. And the price, I know you have quite an interesting price range. Yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned that. Yeah. But and those are phenomenal. I've been thinking about that because I have, I have tinnitus. Yeah. And you said you have a uh, hearing aid that cancels that out. Yeah. There's a kind of a masking technology. Mm -hmm. and we, we have a product called Zen. Mm -hmm. You know, like Zen. Zen. Yes, yeah. yeah. So uh, um, uh, there's a um, sound called a uh, uh, factor. Uh, hold on. Uh, a special sound that cancels out the uh, the uh, right? Yeah, and if you uh, use the hearing aid, that produces that kind of sound. It does, yes. You are not bothered by uh, at all by uh, tinnitus. That's interesting. Yeah, that so is that is we are working with some doctors in Japan mm -hmm. and trying to use this uh, you know tool, this uh, um, wide Zen mm -hmm. uh, hearing aid, and uh, you know some people are very happy. I can imagine. Yeah. Mine doesn't bother me. I mean, if I have to think about it to hear it, but I can hear it, and then I forget about it because I have so many other things on my mind. Exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It doesn't, some people can't sleep. Some people it's at oh, night because you eat very quiet. That's right. But so I know it doesn't bother me. I meditate at night. I meditate in the morning. So it doesn't. I have to think about it. But when I think about it, I can hear the ringing. Yeah. But I do have to think about yeah. it. That's interesting. Would you like to leave with any any words or anything like that? Are you? About, um, comments, no, anything. Your, your final words, final comments. <laughs> well, for this podcast, because I want to come yeah, back again. Yeah, anyway, uh, thank you for really taking, uh, you know, taking this, I mean, giving me this opportunity. This is, uh, I mean, you and me, we, we see each other very often. How many years? As yeah. many years you can remember. And sometimes I, uh, you know, I was snowboarding and then they pushed, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, 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 you should have done it. Oh, yeah, you should have done it. You said, no, it's no, it's only cool. Yeah. But it's a it's a great to 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 talk. It is. You know, it is like this. It is. And trying to get to know each other more. Right. Uh, I think so. And also the uh, what you're doing with this uh, podcast. Mm. I think this is a great great thing. Thank you so much. And really appreciate Thank you so much that you you picked up me. <laughs> no. To no, have a number no, forty. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You're gonna be number forty. That's yeah, right. Yeah. No, I'm just. It's such a pleasure that you've accepted it and that you invited me to your office. I really appreciate this. Yeah. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you very much. Thank you. I want to tell all of you. Please make sure that you click like, subscribe, and leave a comment. And never forget, all of this is on loan. 
and continue to reach for the stars.